One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis and they have a look back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Penny Baldwin. She's the Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Qualcomm. It's the first time Qualcomm has had a CMO. They've had other marketing leaders before, but they created this new position before she joined. And we talk a little bit about 5G and what does 5G mean and what's the implications to marketers? I'm hearing tons and tons about this in the news but I don't really understand what the implications could be for us. So we'll get into that for sure. And then we'll hear about Penny's personal background and upbringing, um, having two deaf parents and how that shaped her as, uh, as an early human to who she is today. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Penny Baldwin. Well, Penny, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah. Well, let's start with your background, where you started your career and um, any pivotal twist along the way. I believe you started in advertising. Is that right? That is right. I grew up as an agency brat, culminating in becoming president of YNR Advertising in San Francisco and Wonderman Direct Marketing. And uh, that was a pretty good ride. Seven years of year-over-year growth and increased profitability. So very rewarding experience. But the twist in the story is that you could clearly see that everything was going digital. And if you weren't in the business of digital marketing, you would no longer be in the business of marketing. So I quit my big fat job as president of YNR in order to hop over to the client side and get engaged in the entire marketing mix. Awesome. Awesome. And you've been at a, a slew of technology companies as well. So I, I know, I think Yahoo, McAfee, Intel, and now Qualcomm. Is that right? That is correct. 
So you are a tech marketer as well now, not just an advertiser. <laughs> yeah. When And once you cross over from the agency side to the client side, you become to realize that marketing is so much more robust than just any single discipline or channel. So having gone client side, I got engaged in consumer marketing worldwide on behalf of Yahoo along with brand management. And that was the start of really understanding and realizing that the entire marketing mix needs to be orchestrated on a much bigger stage and no one component part is more important than the other. It's been a big year for Qualcomm, and I would say most listeners, I hope this isn't true, but most listeners probably know the name Qualcomm, but they may not know what you guys do. But it's been a big year for you. You've been in the news with settling with Apple, putting that story, I think, behind you guys. Obviously, with the restrictions and Huawei being in all the news with the Trump administration and 5G, Qualcomm is right there again in the 5G conversation. So would you mind just giving us a description of Qualcomm and how it fits into this global technology ecosystem that we keep hearing about? You bet. Qualcomm is a leading cellular technology company that specializes in wireless tech solutions. We invent breakthrough technologies that really, truly transform how the world connects, computes, and communicates, thanks to 32 years of significant R&D investments in chipsets, software, services, and communication solutions. So we create the foundational technologies that other companies harvest in order to bring their products and services to life. So I'll give you an example. Most of the handset manufacturers, such as Samsung or Apple or many of our Chinese partners, use our foundational technologies in order to bring smartphones to the marketplace. And what most people don't know is that the vast majority of your smartphone's capabilities, like streaming video, app store operations, mobile GPS, those are all Qualcomm technologies that other people license in order to bring those benefits to bear for consumers. Yeah, most people do not know that. That's all. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're you are at the forefront of everything that moves <laughs> digitally. <laughs> yeah, and get ready. 5G is really going to transform everything else, um, not just within the mobile industry, but every other industry around it. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about 5G. What is that, and why is it going to be different than the migration from 3G to 4G? Sure. So, as you rightfully point out, 5G is fifth generation cellular technology that we created the foundational technologies to bring to market, and it is going to be transformative. Will initially affect your smartphone in that your smartphone will operate much, much faster. You'll be able to download a movie in less than a minute. You'll be able to browse the web 10 times faster, but that's really just the beginning. 5G, thanks to low latency, which is essentially transmission time, low, low latency and very high reliability will be used outside of the mobile industries and healthcare as an example, where remote surgeries will be made possible thanks to that 5G technology. It'll also transform manufacturing because factory floors will abandon their wires and go entirely wireless so that they can reconfigure their factory outlays for different products and services. Retail will also be significantly impacted. So it will transform altogether new industries and be used in altogether new applications. 
So 5G promises to kind of really upend the world. And you'll see it also in connected cars. That will be huge because no autonomous driving will usher in an entirely different lifestyle for people. So there are many examples. And really at the root of it, I think it's really important to mention this, is that it's not just about connecting people to people with 5G. It's connecting people to things and things to things. So as an example, you'll be able to talk to your car and your car will be able to communicate with the stoplight and the stoplight will notify the car how many seconds it'll take before the light turns green. And that stoplight will be connected to a smart city grid that allows the clouds in the sky to make sure that all the cars are navigating amongst and cognizant of each other. So there's a whole new world of connectivity from your phone to wearables, to street lights, to smart home sensors that uh, will all be smart and connected. That's amazing. The future state, I guess, that you're describing remote surgeries, connected devices. I mean, I could, I guess, you know, with connected cars, we'll just extrapolate on that a minute and what you're talking about with the stoplights and, and connections. I mean, safety could be majorly improved if the, all those things were communicating with each other. That is accurate. And because, again, of the benefits of low latency and high reliability, it makes the use of cellular technology completely practical and possible. Well, I know Qualcomm's you know, been an innovator over all the prior generations, so 3G, 4G, and now 5G. What does it mean to a company or a brand when your, your technology is then becoming the standard? What, what does that mean? Well, it means that you become the brand of choice for all of our partners and the ecosystem who choose, who have to make the technology solutions that are embedded in their products and services. So we are known to the ecosystem. Qualcomm is the partner of choice for every single handset manufacturer in the world for the most part, especially with 5G. We've got over 75 design wins to date and we're leading in that race, so to speak. So we are the preferred technology provider for the ecosystem who must make these technology specification decisions. I think the challenge that we face going forward is to make sure that the world beyond the ecosystem knows and understands the criticality of our technology and, and the importance of the role that we play. Right. And as a marketer, how do you attempt to get credit for this? You're driving so much, you're embedded in, it sounds like, thousands and thousands of devices and manufacturers all around the world. How do you market it? Yeah. So great question. And uh, we're doing a number of things. That is precisely why the role of a CMO, which hadn't previously existed, was created by our, our CEO, was to really define the narrative for the company and the brand and, and illuminate that and bring that to life in the marketplace overall. So we are telling our story in a much more consistent and cohesive way. The narrative has been created and it is now so with every aspect of the company and embedded in every form of marketing that the company undertakes. So you'll see message cohesion that you haven't seen from Qualcomm in the past. We're also hitting hard on brand attribution in partnership with our customers. So as you see 5G launches lighting up around the world with companies like Oppo, Vivo, Samsung, and others, you'll also see Qualcomm being acknowledged as the chipset provider embedded in those those phones. And as we start to diversify into adjacent businesses with the use of 5G technology, like industrial IoT, like connected cars, as an example, you will increasingly see brand attribution as well. We're also making kind of a concerted effort in our marketing mix to conduct what we call experiential activations, where there is a very clear role for Qualcomm, the technology that we 
create and the experiences that we enable. So as an example, what I mean by that, we're in talks now with Madison Square Garden, as an example, and exploring the possibility of helping them create their sphere that they've announced that they're going to be building in Las Vegas with 5G connectivity that will enable amazing experiences for consumers. And we are hoping to work with them, not only with their technology needs, but to create branded experience in venue that consumers will come to see and understand where Qualcomm technology plays a role. Let me be specific on that. Right now, in these highly crowded venues, the thing that is most important to consumers is to be able to share their experience at a concert, for instance, or a sporting event. But because of the limited network capacity that exists today, they are often blocked from their ability to even transmit a a tweet or a video, um, ideally video, and because video consumption and use is exploding. With 5G, those network constraints go away altogether. Network operators such as Sprint will have, or Verizon as an example, their capacity will increase 100-fold. So there will no longer be constraints in high-resolution video transmission. So consumers will be able to capture those experiences and share them with their friends in the moment. So what we're hoping to do is work with companies like Madison Square Garden, like Life Nation and others who are creating new platforms and venues using 5G technology to improve the experience with their consumers. And I'm um, working with them to try to make sure that the Qualcomm role, the branded role for Qualcomm is clear. That's amazing. I'm sitting here thinking about all the things like I don't want to name any company names, but the people that bring the internet to my house, I may forego that if I was able to get 5G speeds, if you will, through a cellular type option. That means you could bring potentially internet access to lots more people in many different places around the world, I would imagine, just as one little example. Yes, I do believe that that we will be bringing internet access to far more people around the world. That is absolutely true. And the other thing that's really interesting is, well, we are forecasting different use cases and communicate those use cases as the vision for where we see 5G heading. The truth is there will be use cases and applications that we hadn't even dreamed of. That happened with 4G. I'll give you an example. Thanks to mobile GPS, we gave rise to Uber as an entirely new business model. Ride-sharing didn't exist before 4G technology was available, but Uber tapped into that foundational technology and created an entirely new business model. Another example is Netflix, thanks to video streaming and compression technology that Qualcomm invented. Netflix has now got video streaming services for consumers you know, far and wide, and that will only get better and be more improved with 5G because our ability to transmit high-resolution video, 4K video, 8K video, gets to be just as easy as audio streaming is today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, Penny, you mentioned that this is a newly a new CMO role. It's never been established before. And you're doing, you've got this 5G rollout that's going in place. You're developing all these experiential components. What does your marketing organization look like since, you know, the role is new, but I'm sure there's folks that have been there before. So how do you organize your efforts? Yeah, to be clear, the CMO role for sure is new. There was previously a vice president of marketing. So there was a marketing lead. It was just at a different level. But I think Steve had a vision wanting to elevate the sophistication and quality and caliber of the role of marketing within Qualcomm, therefore created the CMO position. So I just want to make sure I was clear on that. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, tell us a little bit about like how do, how do you organize your efforts? Yeah, you bet. Well, the marketing team is comprised of product marketing, which supports all of the business units and the products that we bring to the marketplace, such as chipsets, as an example. Product marketing is fairly significant within Qualcomm, so that's a good percentage of our our headcount and our spend. We also have a fairly significant corporate communications capability, which is, of course, all of our PR activity, crisis communications, as well as other PR functions. We created newly in the last year a strategic planning and analytics capability. I wanted to make sure that for every major marketing priority defined annual marketing plan that we had one worldwide strategic marketing plan that the entire team drafts behind for each one of our initiatives. So that's a newly created function. And I also wanted to make sure that those worldwide marketing plans were held accountable to a set of data and analytics that were kind of constantly measured and monitored to hold us accountable to meeting the business objectives. So that's another function that we created. We also have a brand management and creative services capability. So that is the goal of driving the narrative and making sure that the brand is consistently expressed in its, all of its forms and factors. And all of the creative communications that we create, whether it's a podcast or a blog or digital marketing or brand advertising, was held to a standard that is worthy of a brand, the size and importance of Qualcomm. So there was a definitive kind of effort to make sure that we elevated the caliber and quality and cohesion of our messaging and communications. We also have a fairly robust digital marketing arm that is responsible for outbound marketing, as well as the maintenance and oversight of all of our websites. And then we have an event marketing capability as well for major platforms such as Mobile World Congress. The implications are endless. I mean, new industries, new businesses. New consumer benefits. Right, right. So I'm sitting here like thinking, okay, as a marketer, I'm starting to understand what 5G is about, but I don't even know where to begin, how to think about what as a marketer do I need to be thinking about as it relates to 5G? Yeah, here are a handful of applications of 5G in marketing specifically that we're envisioning in the, in the near future. The first one is what I call deep, digitally enhanced 
physical experiences. It's really the merging of digital and physical world orders. And here's kind of how that might unfold. Let's just say that your favorite place to shop is Nordstrom's. You can envision it very soon. This is how I mentioned earlier, how it might transform retail. Here's an example of that. Imagine walking into Nordstrom's and having your store assistant have immediate access to your entire shopping history throughout Nordstrom's networks worldwide. So we know very clearly what your brand preferences are, what the product categories are that you tend to buy at Nordstrom's, everything that you tend to favor. And you can easily communicate to that store assistant in advance what it is that you need to shop for that day. And that person can assemble all of your needs right there on the spot, making that shopping experience very easy. The flip side of that is, let's say that you are, you've just bought a new home and you want to appoint your living room. Rather than actually go to physical outlets, you can deal with some of these companies to create to virtually populate your living room with furniture that you choose, amenities that you desire, so that you can get a, a sense of it on a virtual basis. And thanks to volumetric data, which is kind of a, a technical way of talking about the fact that these objects will be three-dimensional. You'll be able to walk around them. You will be able to see them in the space. You'll be able to experience firsthand virtually how it all comes together before you make a purchase. So those are two examples of, of kind of the merging of those two world orders. I mentioned that video streaming will be far easier, far faster, and with far more resolution. It seems that consumers' appetite for video consumption is somewhat insatiable. We're forecasting that video consumption will increase ninefold by 2022. So 5G will allow for transmission of that video. Thanks to the expanded network capacity that I mentioned earlier, everybody will be able to consume more video consumption, much higher resolution at much faster pace. So the use of video in marketing is another example of what will change, well, what will get better, I should say. And another example is, you know, go back to the comment about everything becoming smart and connected. You know, I mentioned your phone, wearables, drones, robots, cars, medical devices, home security systems, the list goes on and on. But just think of all of those devices. I think we're there's a forecast that I've seen that we've got 8 billion smart and connected devices today. That's forecast to grow to 20 billion by the year 2021. So it's explosive. And with all of those smart and connected devices comes just an explosion exponentially of data. And that data is something that can be harnessed and managed thanks to the help of AI, which by the way, 5G will also enable. So you will be able to add a layer of artificial intelligence that helps inform your marketing decisions and the message delivery to consumers in much more of a real-time, highly, highly personalized way. I kind of harken back to the book that Don Peppers wrote about one-to-one -one marketing some number of years ago. Well, that's absolutely going to happen with 5G. That's amazing. So many implications for marketers. And you're painting a world where... While marketing as a function, I think, is is um, relatively stable from like you, you were essentially trying to motivate and convince folks to do things, right? Change their behaviors, access new things. But the way in which we'll be able to is just exploding and it will continue to explode based on the 5G you just described. So it's amazing. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. I personally believe that the fundamental principles of effective marketing don't change, but the options for achieving them explode. Well, that's that's fascinating. So one, thank you for coming on and demystifying what 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 5G is and how Qualcomm fits into the mix. Um, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better. Is that if that's OK? Sure, you bet.
And I love asking this question to people that come on the show, which is, is there an experience of your past that defines or makes up who you are? Well, I think it's a combination of many different experiences, but I'll cite a couple for you. I grew up the child of deaf parents, and I'm Italian to boot, so I've <laughs> I have a tendency to be to be a little loud and a little animated as a consequence. But the reason that I mention that is that at the time that my parents were deaf, it was a much different world at that point in time, and I kind of grew up being fiercely protective of them and having to really kind of translate the world to them and for them. In fact, my parents often and tapped into me to drag me along to business meetings or going to the bank or whatever the case may be to make sure that I was communicating on their behalf, but also capturing the nuances of what people were saying so that they could not just translating exactly what they said, but rather what they meant. And I think that that's actually been a kind of a, an important lesson in marketing. No, for sure. For sure. I mean, and the nuance of communication, I guess, is extremely important, but also just being exposed to that much uh, that early. Little things like going to the bank, right? I'm sure you learned what that meant a lot earlier than most kids. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. That's true. And then I'll mention one more thing that sounds perhaps a little maudlin, but I don't mean it to be. It's just another example of something that happened that had a profound impact. And that was my my father died of a heart attack at a very early age. He was 42 at the time, and I was all of 13. And at that moment in time, my mother had never worked. My father was the breadwinner. My older brother had just entered into the Navy. So at that point in time, it was like stepping into the role of being a parent almost instantaneously. So I started working at the age of 13 at the local quick stop <laughs> in order to help provide income for our family. And so that was a kind of a, another way of kind of growing up pretty fast. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, if you were uh, maybe a little older than 13, maybe let's say 18 or 20, what advice would you have for your younger self if you were doing it again? Oh, boys, make sure that you've got a really strong personal work-life balance. I grew up thinking that I had to work 150 hours a week every week, and I did for a very long period of time. But I often counsel my team and the people that I work with, that it's your personal life is equally as important as your work life and don't compromise your family and your loved ones for your job. You need to manage both in balance. So that would be the advice that I would give to my younger self. And what fuels you? What keeps you going today? Oh boy, my family, my husband, and my five children, two of which have fur on their faces. Um, <laughs> they're two, <laughs> two border collies named Luna and Blue, who um, I treat as my children just as much as my other children. So uh, those are very important to me. And my husband and I happen to share a passion for boating. In fact, we live on a boat in San Diego, which is eminently practical given that it's sunny in 75 most of the year. So that's just a kind of an interesting personal life example of like kind of living your passion. Right, right, right. We were both at a recent conference and I heard you mention that you lived on a boat and I was thinking about my wife is get seasick and we, that could never happen for me. So I'm going to have to find a different passion. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just come visit us when we're tied to the dock. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Just a little wobble here and there. Well, good. And are there, most marketers tend to be kind of stu students of the business or students of the craft. Are there 
brands or companies that you look to or you you say, wow, they're really doing something interesting. I need to take note of that. You know, you watch the landscape of brands and companies all the time to look for interesting work, interesting executions. I think Pepsi is an example of a company that does really great marketing and really understands the value of marketing. But really, you look at, at the full landscape. And I look at other technology companies like Apple, which I think is probably one of the leading edge marketing examples in technology. I also continue to study Intel, given that I worked there some number of years ago. But really, you've got to be a student of it all. No, I, I agree. I agree. There's interesting models everywhere to take notice of for sure. And what do you feel like the marketing of the future is going to look like? You described some of it already, but where, where do you think it's going? Hyper-personalization, given the proliferation of smart and connected devices and the data that that breeds. I mentioned that earlier. So I really think that you're going to find messaging and the whole customer journey mapping process is going to be far more refined and enhanced on an individualized basis. You know, in marketing, especially for B2B purchases, you often lay out what you think that journey looks like and then you market to those inflection points along the way, whether it's awareness and consideration, preference building, then ultimately purchase. But I think that that customer journey mapping is going to be highly individualized, even for B2B, given the, the data and the intelligence that will proliferate. I think that I also mentioned that, that video is going to become far more prominent in marketing applications and marketing will be influenced strongly by AI. AI is you know made possible by 5G. So the add additional layer of artificial intelligence will help make your marketing decisions smarter. And then the AR, VR possibilities that 5G enables will also bring an entirely new dimension to bear. Well, Penny, it's been fascinating. You've like completely blown open my, my, my brain today on what marketing is going to look like. So thank you so much for coming on the show. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Marketing Today is brought to you by Atomic. Atomic focuses on unleashing the growth potential for clients we serve. Atomic is a strategic consultancy specializing in business, marketing, brand, and innovation. Our singular goal is to help you accelerate your efforts with the right mix of expertise, analysis, and creativity. Check us out at atomic.com. A-T-O-M-C-K.com. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me, with writing and editing by Kevin Greeley, social media support by Megan Woods, art and graphic design by Sarah Dell. If you're new to marketing today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners and you can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 